0: Hey everyone. Hey guys, welcome back to Austin. I literally said I was going to do it this week. I cannot believe that we're doing this again, Mary Jen. I (laughs) I told you I was going to do it. Oh my gosh.
1: Psych, today's podcast is on conflict resolution.
0: And that was just a little example of potential conflict. (laughs) But like Mary Jen said, today we are talking about conflict resolution. And we are going to be talking about how conflict has the potential to ruin your ministry. Mm But first. This is Why I'm Kansas City podcast. I'm Austin Heil. This is Mary Jen. And this is Desi. Welcome back. We're so excited to be with you guys for another week. We're pumped about this topic. We're more pumped. Oh, yeah. I said it last week, but this week it's even better weather out. I think I'm just gonna give you an update every single week. Yeah. But <laughs> so it's like man. 70 degrees, I think, close to, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Close. 68 maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah, very nice. I'm feeling great. Wasn't so much this morning, but feeling great now. <laughs> And let's just hop right into it. So today, we're going to be talking about conflict and how it has the potential to ruin our ministry. What does conflict look like in ministry? Does anyone have any examples or any definitions that they want to share?
1: I think with most anything, conflict often starts as like some sort of miscommunication, whether it's a miscommunication of an expectation that you've placed on someone else or maybe it's miscommunication of like, um, their role, what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing, or it's a miscommunication yeah. where someone took something the wrong way and took offense at it. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's really good. That's you a good definition. Else to add?
2: No, I think miscommunication is definitely like the number one, um, thing to conflict, and I think even like people can take a lot of things like personally sometimes, mm-hmm. and like it's kind of like their inward thing mm-hmm. that, um, comes out as conflict and just, um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really good. It does really have the potential to ruin so much stuff in ministry Mm -hmm. because you want to be focusing on the people that you're going there to reach. And this this is in ministry and missions, but there's also just in life. We have things that we want to be doing, but whenever you have an argument with someone else, it kind of can really bring tension. And just even bring it back to a video we did, I think, two to three weeks ago whenever we talked about partnership Mm -hmm. and how important partnership is. We were talking about partnership in terms of a lot of times different denominations, different churches, different ministries. But this time we're gonna be mainly talking about even partnership within your own team. Mm-hmm. Because if you have conflict within your own team, it can really, really mess up what you're trying there to do. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't mind, I'm gonna start with just a quick example.
2: Please do. Go and
0: it. it's kind of this idea that like, I love Jesus, but I can't stand Christians. Oh. That is a oh. very bold topic, but this is what I mean is that Whenever you're in missions, especially whenever you're overseas or on the mission field, there's a honeymoon phase where everything is perfect. And I think we all experience that all the time with these Mm -hmm. different things that we're going through. There's this honeymoon phase that we have, but then over time you kind of realize like this person isn't doing their dishes. Mm. (laughs) This person isn't cleaning up. This person's always late. This person always interrupts me. I I don't feel like I'm really connected with this person at all. And I have to be with them in the same base overseas for years. Mm -hmm. Like how the heck are we going to do this? Mm And that can really deter from what we're called to be doing on the mission field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this place of having to humble yourself and realize, and this is kind of gonna be the first value that we're gonna talk about, is that the problem probably starts with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And this idea that you might even have a Jesus issue, not just an issue with the other person. Mm-hmm. You might have an issue that maybe you and the Lord are disconnected and that's why this other person is so blatant in your face, at least it seems like to you, because they might have and no idea that they're doing something wrong. Yeah. But it's this idea that the issue really does start with ourselves and that if we can humble ourselves and realize I need to go to the Lord mm-hmm. before I talk to this person, I feel like that's a good basis to the start of this conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also like keeping in mind that even if you are like in a position of like leadership or something like that, ultimately you can only work on yourself. You can only work between like you and the Lord, you can't, say if someone isn't like doing their job or something like that, you Mm -hmm. can't force them to.
0: Mm -hmm. That's like,
1: versus like, maybe you have to evaluate your own motivations. Like why are you so upset about them not doing their job? Is it like, like, do you have control issues or things like that? Like really evaluating your own motivations or like are so important before like just going and, a conversation when someone be like you did this wrong and this and this and this but like yeah, yeah like you said taking it to the lord first
2: yeah for sure yeah. that's so good i think um i'm also going to make kind of a bold statement i think conflict is actually healthy mm-hmm. um Whoa. if you approach it in the right way right because conflict like we said a lot of the times is things that we have our own issues with or things that we need to like go through with the lord and conflict can bring that up um, which is good and obviously it should be held in like the right way and dealt with in the right way um, but I think it, it's actually normal to have conflict yeah. and it's something that everyone goes through whether they're in the mission field or the work the working place in the yeah, yeah. in the spheres um, yeah. Yeah. which
0: that's interesting because it seems like even though it's healthy I would completely agree I think we yeah. all would mm-hmm. but most people tend to try to avoid it yeah mm-hmm. most people like as soon as it gets a little bit tense they try to run away or not even talk about it yeah but that's just going to create bigger conflict later and yeah. i think that's yeah. kind of like the point i think there's this point whenever you run away from tension or run away from conflict that it's like you have the option there's conflict here you have the option to either go the healthy route or the unhealthy route right. and if you avoid the conflict you are immediately entering in to the unhealthy part mm-hmm. of conflict yeah. rather than entering into the healthy part.
2: Yeah, and I yeah. think a lot of the times when you don't deal with that conflict, and especially for me in my life, i found that it can be bottled up into like these emotions and feelings that one day just like kind of like burst out. But it needs to be dealt with in the right way, um, and it needs to be talked about with the people you're having a hard time with or firstly going to the Lord and asking Him like what is in your own heart that mm-hmm. like yeah. you're struggling with and what is it that you need to actually work on yeah Yeah.
1: we had a class this week um about conflict resolution and we Mm -hmm. that our teacher leanne was telling us that she in preparation for the class looked up like just googled bible verses um Mm -hmm. on conflict or whatever and it was like the first thing she found was like just 13 pages (laughs) not even of the verses just like references just pages and pages of like what the bible says about conflict Mm -hmm. and i think the reason there's so many and like after looking at some of those earlier this week it's, it's not just about resolving conflict it's not just like okay this came up we need to get it dealt with so we can move on but it's also about like preventing it like mm-hmm. taking those measures before where it's like looking at your own heart like you won't have conflict in the first place if you have wrong motivations yeah. in your heart yeah no, that's
0: really true that's so good I think even going back like I said pre- to our uh, conversation previous about partnership and this verse in John 17 that says that they may all be one just as you father are in me and i in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me Mm -hmm. And so there's a there's this idea that we're supposed to be one with each other just Mm -hmm. as much as christ is with the father yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if you guys have ever really thought about how much christ and the father are one Mm -hmm. but they're one and (laughs) as in it's kind of like wait there's two different uh, that's a whole nother topic trinity (laughs) wow um but if that's the if that's a standard of what we're supposed to reach then mm-hmm. unity partnership whatever word you want to label it that needs to be forefront and then even yeah. looking at Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane whenever he's like if it's possible that this cup may pass for me this is a, I've never thought about this this way current revelation let me know this <laughs> is theologically wrong but whenever he says father let this cup pass for me but basically let your will be done regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that could have been a point of conflict. Yeah. That could have yeah. been a, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. And I feel like that's so much of our conflict is I don't want to do this yeah. or I don't like this conversation or mm-hmm. I don't like how you're leading or I don't like your like that you're having me do this. But Jesus humbled himself and was like, "No, I, I truly do want them to be one mm-hmm. as we are one and because we're one, I'm going to do your will regardless. Yeah. And I feel like mm, if we true. took that and realized that so much of this has to come down to humility on our side, it's not
2: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes the other person might be doing something that's actually wrong. But we do, like you said, have to check our motivations and realize what do we actually want out of this conversation? Mm-hmm. What are yeah. we trying to get? And realize we need to humble ourselves and think about the other person higher than ourselves. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. That's so good. Something that I thought about when you were talking about, you know, being one with the Father and is, I don't know if we talked about this in a previous video, but um, we've talked about this in our classes, is how we have to have that vertical unity with mm-hmm. the Father, um, and it always has to come down to that vertical unity, um, and then that kind of trickles down into having that horizontal unity with the body and with mm-hmm. each other, with our teammates and whoever it is that we're working with. Um, but that. Vertical unity is so, so key um, in order to have like that flow of how we even have unity Mm -hmm. with um, the people that we're working with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: it's true. It's really good. I mean, we do need to have that unity with the Father before we can have any unity with anyone else. Yeah. Because if we have an issue with Jesus, kind of like what you mentioned and I mentioned earlier, it's like we will not, absolutely not ever have unity with other Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we kind of talked about this issue with ourselves a lot, and that's very true. But there are there is another person involved mm-hmm. with conflict usually, and I yeah. think we're gonna loop back probably to ourselves because most of the time it's ourselves. Um, <laughs> but let's just briefly talk about others and what to do. Like, what if someone is actually doing something that's wrong,
1: mm-hmm. or they are
0: doing something that like is worth a conversation?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What do we do then?
1: Yeah. I think what we've already kind of touched on. What do we do ourselves? Is like Mm -hmm. we take it to the Lord. Like ask, like you said, ask yourself: Is is this like a battle worth fighting? Is it like just a preference, or is it something that is like maybe biblically wrong or ethically wrong, or um, causing conflict with a large group of people? So I think like first approaching them in humility, like Mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, like." we need to have a conversation about this because, mm-hmm. and then I think like identifying what it's doing, whether this is separating us as like coworkers or it's separating uh, like me from whoever, like it's it's causing a problem mm-hmm. in the workplace. Yeah. I think yeah. that would like be a good place to start like, saying like, hey, we need to have this conversation and here's yeah. why
0: I think we need to. No, it's really good. Yeah. kind of want to loop this back, um, not loop it back, I haven't talked about this yet. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to talk about briefly an example that we have in marriage um both Mary and I, Mary Jen and i are married not to each other <laughs> Mary husband husband's actually right over there you editing can't see him editing the video <laughs> my wife's at home currently um but there's a, this piece of advice that i got whenever i was newly newlywed which i still am but n- earlier in my newlywed Newlier stage wed? <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and it was assume that they love you hmm. and that mm-hmm alone because we could could also talk about like assume that it's the culture differences Mm -hmm. if there's a culture differences but assume that the other person loves you yeah and i feel like especially whenever you're dealing with people on your own team or people in your own same ministry or people in your family or people at your job assuming that they love you and they're not trying to be a jerk really takes a lot of it a lot of the pressure off yeah Yeah. let's say my wife does something i know like deep deep down i know that she loves me but i have a choice in that moment that she does something against me or i do something against her we both have a choice am i going Mm -hmm. to trust and believe in who they are and who i know they are in terms of i know that they love me Mm -hmm. i know that she loves me or am i gonna take that moment and run into the flesh and be like she hates me she always does this like she's Mm -hmm. so mean she never thinks about me whenever i know all of that's wrong and it's not true but there I mean, am I alone in this, that whenever someone does something against you, you immediately run to like, they're Mm jerked, they don't like me, they never liked me. It's kind of weird how that's immediately what we run to, right?
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's so easy to run to that, because then it puts kind of the problem on them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sort of, and then it's all dealt with, but really that's just creating more conflict. Yeah, Yeah. And it's not really dealing with the bigger problem there. Mm
1: -hmm. I I think something else Christians and people tend to do is that they like wanna go tell everyone else. Like, oh, this this, (laughs) wait till you hear what this person did to me. yeah And like, this is what they did, this is why it's bothering me and all this stuff. But like, it's so important to just like, one, first goes to the Lord, that's a big theme throughout all of this, but then like have those conversations Mm one-on-one. Because when you involve like, five more people that you just told in the hallway then (laughs) it's like becomes an even bigger conflict and then those five people have something against that one person like yeah that might not even be true Um, it's like
2: the telephone game yeah
1: (laughs) it's like (laughs) all miscommunication yeah yeah it gets mixed up and yeah i just think it's so important to do that like one-on-one and then when you're in those conversations if it is with another believer to just like pray with them where it's like okay we've realized we can't do this on ourselves like we or by ourselves we need to involve the lord in this we need the holy spirit to be with us yeah
0: and when you do that, whenever you do take it to the Holy Spirit and you assume that they love you and you do these steps that we talked about before, it completely changes what you go into the conversation thinking and saying. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because whenever you go into it kind of caught up in yourself and so prideful, like, oh, did you did this to me, you immediately will start accusing them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you take it to the Lord, most often than not, you'll probably end up going to them like, hey, this happened. I know you didn't mean to do this and I know you didn't try to hurt me, but... This is what I felt whenever that thing happened. Yeah. yeah. And it completely yeah. changes the tone of the conversation. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think even before like jumping to that, saying like, this is how you made me feel, if you just kind of say like, this is the situation, like, I want to hear it your side. Yeah. Because I know yeah. it's more than just my perspective, it's more than your perspective. Um, but we need to like hear both to um, get to that conclusion. So just like listening to that person, I think one of the biggest problems in. Um, conflict is that the other person doesn't feel heard
2: right? Mm -hmm. and
1: especially in ministry like the last thing you want is that like for someone to think that their perspective their beliefs their whatever are not valued so like that is so important that we show that person that we value them that we show them that they are significant to us by listening to them first and then sharing our side
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's so good. That's actually what I was going to say is, you know, after you pray, after you confront the person, Mm -hmm. then you need to be like, okay, like, what is your side of story? Mm -hmm. Like, how are you feeling about this? And really hearing them out is super important because then they feel heard, they feel cared about. And then, you know, you usually tell your story and usually there's some sort of like gap or something that doesn't really make sense or some like heart (laughs) issue that like both of you maybe have or Mm -hmm. like one person maybe has. And then it's like, okay. We're good now. Yeah, yeah. yeah like
0: it's it's kind of wild because everything that we're talking about, it's all personal. Yeah. Everything that we talk about is personal, and especially even if you broaden out to a team, like if there's team conflict in mission, then you have to realize that you have a personal responsibility and you can't just be sitting there blaming everyone else for what yeah. they're doing. Because whenever that happens to me and I kind of get prideful, the Lord reminds me of Philippians too, whenever he talks about how Christ mm-hmm. humbled himself to come down as a servant mm-hmm. and humbled himself to die like at, on a cross. Mm-hmm. and. He always reminds me of that because whenever I feel misunderstood and I don't feel heard and I don't feel da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, he reminds me, hey, you remember whenever I was, you know, God and came down as man and then walked <laughs> to the earth and then was killed by the people that I came to save and I still chose to forgive them on the cross? You have no right to be <sighs> prideful in this situation because there's nothing that they could have done that, I, that hasn't already happened to me, and not more so. And I still chose to love them.
2: That's so good. Wow.
0: And there's this That's personal good. responsibility that we have. And I like to think, I like to say it like this: that the only thing we can do is love other people. We can't yeah. Yeah. determine how they react to that love. We can't determine how they react to if we confront them with something. Yeah. All we can do at the end of the day is be like, I loved that person as best as I could today. Yeah. And if I didn't do that, then I have no right to be able to then say, oh, they didn't do this That's to so me good. because I then have a personal responsibility of realizing I didn't love them well.
2: Mm. That's good, Austin. That's a
0: good <laughs> there, word. <laughs> there yeah. it is. I mean, love yeah. is a
2: command, right? Yeah. So really, if you're not loving those people, then you're kind of walking in disobedience.
1: I even just thought of your sweatshirt. It says, oh, love, yeah. them anyway. love them anyway, Like yeah. no matter what people like do to you say if you approach a conversation like or mm-hmm. a conflict and the person is like no i don't want to talk about it or no i don't forgive you like if they're still holding a fence in their heart then you still have to like yep. still yeah. have to and get to love them anyway
0: yeah no yeah. It's, it's an honor it's a joy mm-hmm. i yeah. mean it's why when it, i mean i think it's so great that whenever paul was in prison he said um basically that what happened to him served to advance the gospel Mm -hmm. and basically now all the prison guard yeah he's like. (laughs) I mean I'm imagining Paul chained to a prison guard for eight hours a day and just being like man that guy was just probably like loving the heck out of him and there's this example from NYOM this guy named Dan Bauman I'm not sure if I can share other people's examples but I'm going to Um, this guy (laughs) named Dan Dan. Bauman who was imprisoned in Iraq Iran Iran. I remember him telling us a story because this blew my mind, and I hope I get it right. If I'm getting it wrong, I'm sorry, Dan Melman, please don't hate me. Um, <laughs> but he I remember that whenever he was in prison and there would be a guard that would come up to beat him, he'd always get up and shake him mm. and, like, shake, wish, shake, his, sh- sh- shake his hand. Shake his hand. He shakes him. Shake <laughs> him. <laughs> Very different meaning of the story if I say it that way. Shake um, but. Shake his hand every single time and greet him, and I'm like, "What kind of love do you have to have to be able to stand up and shake the hand of the person
2: who just who, beat you, who just
0: beat you, or is going to? Yeah, like knowing that that's about to come, and that's kind of the example that Jesus gave: is that well, whenever people beat him, he still loved them. Yeah, and I think a big takeaway from this whole conversation is that we still have to love people. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. only thing at the end of the day we have control of.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Yep, yeah. that's yeah. good.
1: That's really
0: good. good. Is there anything else that we really want to talk about? This I feel like we could talk about it for a lot longer, but try not to complicate Mm -hmm. it too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like one thing that my husband and I always try to do is like after we've um, have talked about the conflict and like heard both of our sides, is to really speak out forgiveness Mm -hmm. because it's like I feel Mm -hmm. like if you don't speak out forgiveness, if one person doesn't say will you forgive me and the other person says i forgive you then like it i feel like it just leaves like a foothold for the enemy where it's like oh like like after the conversation things keep coming up with that and yeah. like if you haven't like spoken out forgiveness there's so much power in just like declaring it and saying yeah. like i forgive you yeah yeah
2: that's so good i think the last step after that um is just really discuss kind of how you can avoid that conflict yeah. um, in the future. True. Because like I said, we always have conflict, but there are ways to kind of go around that and to communicate that better. So, you know, like you guys talk about and discuss how you can do that like better in the future or how to avoid that in the future, whether that's like going to the person right away and saying like, hey, like what you said today, that kind of hurt my feelings. Like, oh, and you know, the person's like, oh, I didn't even mean it that way. Yeah. Like, and yeah. yeah, it's just so easy to like actually avoid that. If you just discuss that and talk
0: about it. And I mean, we started talking about how conflict uh, can ruin your ministry. It totally can, 100 Mm percent. But it also has the potential to heighten your ministry if you handle it correctly. Mm -hmm. Because even if you take, let's say, for example, someone who doesn't feel heard in their ministry, Mm -hmm. if someone isn't feeling heard, but they realize (laughs) I have a personal responsibility, still love the people who I'm not feeling heard from, then they can take it to the Lord, feel their validation from the Lord. And then whenever they do, and you should approach the people stating your concerns, don't just mm-hmm. sit there and never feel heard. That's mm-hmm. not what you want to do. Yeah. But even that conversation completely changes because now you're approaching it from a level of love and respect. Yeah. And I think what you said is just like key, because I think that's the key to making it going from something that can completely destroy your ministry mm-hmm. to something that can completely heighten your Mm -hmm. ministries, that if you do walk out in forgiveness, Mm -hmm. this is something that has the potential to completely rewrite how your ministry is going because then you'll show everyone else the example that Christ wants us to show, that we are one with the Father, that we love each other as Christ loved the church, that we do all the things that he said in in the Bible, and we're walking that out, and then people from the outside will look in and be like, there's something different about that group of people because of the way they love each other.
2: Yeah, that's so good. One last thing that I would add is conflict actually gives room for vulnerability mm-hmm. and it gives room for you to express your feelings, how you're feeling. And it makes you feel heard, <laughs> <hood>. <laughs> feel, heard, feel heard and like understood. And it gives you kind of like this space to just express that. And people like want you to be real and vulnerable. And yeah, you should never just hide like what you're feeling because um, people are going to come around you and love you. And yeah champion you in yeah. who you are called to be yeah
0: so. yeah i think the enemy wants to isolate us yeah right he wants to get us away because he knows that we're meant to be in a body and so the thing he's going to try to do when you're working especially when you're working in teams is he's going to try to make you feel alone and make mm-hmm. you feel like no one else cares yeah but it is that vulnerability piece of right i'm willing to put my heart on the line because i love you so much and i know who i am in the lord and all this mm-hmm. different stuff and that will completely change yeah everything for you
1: mm-hmm. that's good
0: that's good It's good. Is there anything else that you guys want to share? I think that's it. I
2: think that's it. it. I
0: think that's good. Well, thank you guys again so much for joining us at Mm -hmm. Wyom, Kansas City. We will do another podcast next week, probably, maybe, most likely, maybe maybe two weeks, who knows. But uh, you can like, comment, subscribe if you want to. Classic saying. We love these conversations. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.